Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 361. Is that a halo in your back? Hmm? 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 Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> I left the are you just happy to see me off of the episode title because I thought it was more funny to just say is that a halo in your back? Oh, yeah. It, it's, <clears throat> anyway. It works for itself. Um, I did the ellipses. So, you know, it's a little winky. Winky towards you, you know. Uh, all right, so uh, we have we have a fun episode. We're going to talk about the first two episodes of Warrior Nun, which I just watched this morning as of recording. Um, we're going to talk about the Wakanda box, uh, Wakanda Forever box office, um, which much like we did with Top Gun, we're going to do this, but in the other direction. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Just because. Uh, John Leguizamo has lost his damn mind. Um, I actually should say noted, noted psychopath John Leguizamo. Um, there's a new Kate Blanchett movie out, and there's a scene that has hit the web, and it's making a big uh, big waves. So we're going to talk about that. Um, there's a bunch of Andor news that randomly came up this uh, oh, yeah, I know, right? this week. Um, which I, Did you watch it? I am four episodes in. I want to kind of go back, but I, it's just I haven't felt the desire because like i said i've told you this before it's not a bad show i sure. as much as i dislike disney star wars for the most part it's not a bad show yeah. it was just kind of boring and again a couple of my friends said it picks up which this is a show that has 12 episodes it's not like a seven eight or not nine episode season so right. it does have a kind of a, a, a window where okay, these first couple episodes were a little boring. Mm -hmm. We can pick it up on the back half. So I do want to check it out again because I didn't loathe it. Sure. <laughs> That's the best sure. part. I did not loathe it at all. I thought it was I thought it was decent, just a little boring. Yeah. Well, if I wanted to watch it, I can't. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Or I won't. I can't as well. But I, 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 yeah, won't, I, I won't be giving Disney money anymore. For, well, for see, I, I, yeah. I re-upped the um, Hulu yeah, Disney package. Do you have I the say, Do you have the ESPN Plus package? Well, yeah, that's that's part of it. Yeah. And somehow I I'm actually saving like four bucks from just Hulu itself, really? like Hulu with ad without ads. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that would be dumb of me. I, I watch Hulu a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch Disney Plus much at all. Right. But. I watch Hulu a lot, so why don't so, I save like three bucks a month on and, Hulu? And I know and this will be this will be hypocritical, but I do have Hulu because I love Hulu. But I've also been with Hulu for like it was a beta since it tester. Was, I was a beta tester for Hulu. Oh, like I thought you were going to say since yeah. it was an evil plot to take over the world. Well, I mean, that's what the beta test was. Well, I, every time I think Hulu, I think that commercial. <laughs> right. Um, all I can think of is the stupid ass Joel Embiid commercials, um, <laughs> with the Hulu Sports. Hulu has sports, anyway. Um, so yeah, so let's just hop right into uh, where are the men? <laughs> I got a link to her her video. There is a, a TikToker who did a review, and TikTok took it down for hate speech. It's black woman complaining about Wakanda forever. Uh, all right. So we are at the precipice of week two. Um, it, I will say it's at $407 million worldwide. Uh, it's opened everywhere it's going to open. So there's no China release coming to save the day. Um, so it might do another, 
you know, it might, it might do another $200 million maybe, you know, cause again, like I said, we're at, we're at the second Friday, um, or well, second Saturday uh, as of this, but it, it doesn't look good for them. So it, it domestically, it just now reached 220 million, which is, you know, it took a week to do what it, it took over a week to do what it, it did the, uh, the first movie to do in a weekend. Yeah, it's, and, and again, there's a, I mean, there are people that like it because again, people like anything. I like bad movies People too. can like what they want to like. Yeah. It's just, that's not the thing. Yeah. It's just, just seeing some of the people that let's be honest, based on everything that they've said about the movie, you people, because you are people, persons of color, you should like this movie because mm-hmm. that's kind of what they're going for yeah. nowadays. Right. And it's, I've seen quite a few on YouTubers and other social media personalities, other yeah. th- not just the woman you're talking about, but other people right. just saying, yeah, this is, this movie is not good. Well, I, I don't um, like, it. like our, Ryan Cannell did on RK app post did a, um, did a, uh, a video about the breakdown of the demographics that went to see this. And like the, the white demographic went down considerably thus raising up like so it's like 45 percent black you know whatever it was right um but more women definitely went to see this than men and therein lies the problem right um young men aren't going to see this dads aren't taking their sons to see this you know yeah right um and and the the other thing is like listening to chris gore talk about this this movie has no rewatchability um I look at, I'm going to, because I'm so, I'm on season, I'm about to start season eight, um, Game of Thrones. And this first, we, the first weekend was their wildfire trick. Like it only worked, it's only going to (laughs) work once. It got as many people as it's going to get in mass, right? So let's break it down. Like, so the Thursday, Friday opening was $84 million. That's impressive. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. That's that's, that's, really that's nineteen thousand dollars per theater in forty three thousand uh forty three hundred and ninety six theaters. Now keep in mind mm-hmm. it's a nearly three hour runtime at four hours and four two hours and forty one minutes. Um Saturday dropped by thirty percent down to fifty six million, and then Sunday dropped another twenty seven percent to forty million. So just in that opening weekend alone, it lost half its audience. Not good. No, not a good not, start. Not a good start. So it went from nineteen. No, I should 000, say a good start. Yes, but right. uh, not a good very, omen. Not a good omen. Yes. Bad omens. Yeah, um, that's better. So it went from nineteen thousand, uh, a little over nineteen thousand per theater, to nine, a little over nine thousand per theater. So Monday, it was the biggest drop in in yo Marvel or second biggest drop in Marvel history it went down to 11 usually that drops around like 60% this was a nearly 73% drop uh Tuesday it rebounded a little bit it made an extra million at 12 um and then Wednesday was 8 million Thursday was 7 million um so you know it went from making nine, in a week it went from making 19,000 Per theater to seventeen hundred per theater. That's that seems un. That, and now we obviously wow. don't have the weekend numbers yet, which we will update with next week because we are on Wakanda for Never box office watch officially. Um, and it is 
the race to break even is what I'm calling this one, which has got to make around $700 million to break even. I think, oh, oh that's tough, man. I was going to say, I think it'll do that based on where it's at. But then you look at the numbers and how it's the fall, like you said, 19,000, which, again, we knew it was going to drop because everything drops. But it's the the meteoric drop where mm-hmm. it seems like right now. We'll see, right. like you said, we'll see what the weekend goes because it could have a you know resurgence. You have Saturday and Sunday. Doubt it, but it can happen. Right. It's just not like you said, not a good omen. No, I mean you're looking at like, I mean like Thor: Love and Thunder, right? It did at the end of its first weekend. It was at 144 million versus 181, right? So. That's great. That that is beating Thor Dumb and Blunder, which is like not hard to do, right? Not at all. Right. It's just one of the yeah. Yeah. But when you look at something like Multiverse of Madness, for example, um domestically at the end of its first weekend, Multiverse of Madness was at two oh one uh was at uh one eighty seven, right? So it's tracking behind Multiverse of Madness. I mean, even from the the Multiverse of Madness didn't make the the massive drops necessarily like um like Wakanda did. And then if you look at uh you know, the 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 only Marvel movie to make a billion since everything came back. Um oh, why can't I click on domestic? Oh, original release. Um domestic. Um you know, Spider-Man made almost two. Uh, no Way Home made almost two billion. So that Friday, that Thursday, Friday, it made a hundred and twenty-one million. It made two hundred and sixty at the by Sunday. By the next Thursday, it was already at three eighty-five domestic. Just to keep that in mind, in a that- week, in a week, it made more, almost more domestically than. What kind of ever did worldwide? So, and, and I'm only using this as an example because Spider-Man Forever grossed almost two billion dollars, right? The yeah, first Black that, Panther grossed yeah. over, well over a billion. And I get, and you could almost this is a good comparison in the sense of Spider-Man was not released in China either. Correct. Correct. Or as he, as he said, as our boy said, right? China. China. Um, so whereas, so the first Black Panther movie did 700 million domestic, right? Okay. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, sweet. Like, that's awesome. I mean, it's one of the few movies that has done more domestically than it did internationally. Um, and you know, it was, uh, it opened at, um, I love how they, they, they've got here, like, the the uh, Pyeongchang Olympics. Um, nobody was watching the Olympic Games. People were definitely going to see Black Panther. Um, yeah. So that Friday, Thursday, it did seventy five million, which is not as good as as it did. Um, it was in more theaters and it averaged you know just under nineteen thousand. But that first Monday, it was only a thirty. It was it was only you know. It wasn't, it was a 40, they did $40 million that Monday um, versus 11. Hmm. So in, so just to be where we are now that following Thursday, it did 
uh, 14 million versus seven. And keep in mind, in uh, when was the release date for this? The original 2018, the average ticket price was two or three dollars cheaper than it is now. Yeah. So not only did more people go see it, they paid less to see it. And it's outpacing the current movie. So like I said, this is like wildfire. They shot their shot. They made they made the bulk of what they're going to make. And now they're going to just let it run for the next 45 days until it goes to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And and again, I, I would be the one that's the jaded. Well, part of this is because of the just the, it, the way the MCU has been. But then you look, like you said, you look at Spider-Man, No Way Home. You look at, I mean, I know Doctor Strange had a great opening weekend. It, like Do- The legs were a little bit. Doctor Strange had like yeah. its legs ran out. Thor had no legs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in, I think this will be somewhere in between Dumb and Blunder and Multitude of Madness. Yeah. But like you said, the rewatchability factor of this is nil. That's from what I and understand. It has, and, yes. it, and again, again, this is like we, we neither one of us has seen it. And I'm not talking it, about it, the movie. I'm just talking about the box office. Yeah. But what, what you said, what I'm saying is like the rewatchability. And this is part of the reason why that a movie like this is not go, is falling so precipitously is one people like us don't want to see it don't care right but even the people that go see it this is not like infinity war or Endgame, where again i saw both of those multiple times same. in theaters same so and, and and so this even though this is well it's two hours and 40 minutes yeah in game was three hours right and i saw it multiple times right infinity war was a couple minutes shorter than this i saw it multiple times right and i if, and if i wanted to i would have seen it again but i was like okay that's three times is enough I can wait till it comes on. Word of digital. mouth, word of mouth is trashing this movie. A hundred percent. Like it is, um, yes. you know, the, the, the top, you know, the top people are, are like, it's, it's slow. It's boring. It, it's kind of all over the place. The whole, um, you know, spoiler black Panther dies from a mysterious illness off screen. So they, they gave T'Challa Chadwick Boseman's real life death, which is gross in my opinion. Yeah. It is gross. Also, from a, a, a killing a major character off screen didn't you know people didn't writers and directors understand learn from X Men the Last Stand? You no, don't they do didn't. That. No, See, you know, like I could even get like he's like off on like some mission and Namor like sneaks up behind and kills him. Right, that makes Namor the bad guy. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. Like, why not? That's like it's like Ryan Coogler is supposed to be this wonderkin like filmmaker like extraordinaire and he peaked at creed yeah i'll say this is why i I say i I don't know why based on what i've read from the spoilers because this is a movie just like uh thor love and thunder i didn't care about being spoiled because i i'll watch it when it comes out but i don't care about it i don't care about it at all and the fact is it's because namor is a I mean, he's a person of color. I, I don't even know. Like, is he Mayan or I don't remember if it's Mayan, Incan, whatever. Yeah. Didn't want him to be the, just the out and out bad guy. And killing Chachala would not have been, allowed him to have any type of redemption. That is why. They I mean, you could have redemption if you were a good writer. Now, well, <laughs> at point tutor. That is true. So, but I, I don't. Yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. I, I, I get just, what you're saying. I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. As that inauthentic, muscle-bound, no-neck douche says, I smell what you're cooking. 
<laughs> anyway. All right. Let's. God, we've been talking about this for 16 minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's um, talk about this next one for like three minutes. Because... <laughs> All right. Um, you want to run with this one? I not really. Okay. <laughs> so uh, noted. Uh, I don't want to say it. Noted idiot, John Leguizamo. I was going to use the, I was going to call him a retard. Um, Noted idiot, John Leguizamo, is outraged that the Super Mario Brothers movie did not cast an actor of character in the title title role for Mario. He says they're going backwards. Um, And he's, he's upset that there's two white guys voicing two white characters. Yeah, I, I don't think he knows the 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 whole Mario thing. Um, and I, he I, keeps using that term Latinx, which he's probably one of the only Latinos in Hollywood that does. Yeah, because I mean, he is, yeah, because he's gone full retard. I'm sorry, he 100 percent has. Like he's anyway. Um, but he's he's sitting here and he's like complaining about the movie, and and he hasn't seen it yet. And I love how he's like, I'm the only one who could save this movie, right? And he talks about, oh, here it is. This is great. So glad Super Mario Bros. is getting a reboot. Obviously, it's iconic enough. But too bad they went all white. No Latinx in the leads. Groundbreaking breaking colorblind casting in the original. Plus, the only one, plus, I'm the only one who knows how to make this movie script work, movie script work-wise. I, I, I'm wondering um, how he thinks that. I, the the original Super Mario Brothers is it, it doesn't even come around to being good again. It's just so bad. And and I'm sorry, <laughs> it's like it's not Roadhouse. Roadhouse is a horrible movie. It is horribly paced. Yeah. It is horribly written. It is it is every stereotype about like weird southern towns that like never exist. Like, well, maybe they did exist at some point, but did not exist in the 80s. Yet it came back around to like, holy shit, he just ripped that guy's throat out with his bare hand. You know? Um <laughs> Mario, Super Mario Brothers with um, you know old Johnny boy here and Bob Hoskins, who was a great Mario, you know, yeah, um, was horror. It was horrific. It was a horrific fever dream of someone on acid, um, and quaaludes and, and, and probably drunk most of the time. And, (laughs) you know, they, like they, they didn't get powers from mushrooms or anything. Like they, they tried to ground it in the real world. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, um, never mind the fact that like, uh, Jack Black is Bowser, Anna Taylor Joy is Princess Peach, um, Kevin Michael Richardson, who uh, was the voice of the Joker in the Batman comic, um, and he's done a ton of stuff. He's a big black dude. He's amazing. Like you know, so he's in there. Mm-hmm. Carrie Payton, who is uh, Cyborg in Teen Titans and Aqua Aqualad in, in Young Justice, is the Penguin King. Um, you know, the guy who's the voice of Bugs Bunny or the new voice of Bugs Bunny is in there. So, which I believe is he's a black guy. Um, Let me double check. But, you know, instead of like drawing attention, like, hey, look, we have this great cast. He's like, no. uh, Oh, he's Asian. Sorry. Um, He's like, no, I'm butthurt. I'm all, I'm all super butthurt. Like, oh, oh, oh. So when in reality, he can just fuck right off. And yeah, I like him as an actor. I like what he, you know, him, I him and Chef, him as John Wick. Yes, I, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, 
when I see John Wick now, it's just like, oh. and and I try to separate. And it's it's not that we need this. This is important to say. It's mm-hmm. not that I need to agree lock and step lock Correct. step with somebody. That's not it. Correct. It's and it's not even when somebody says something dumb that I did like wholeheartedly disagree with. It's when people like this guy consistently make their point known and whether it be by by stupidity or being on purpose alienates half the people half the audience mm-hmm. again this is the problem with black panther again this will when we talk about andor and star wars uh, coming up this is the problem when you alienate part of your fan base by saying stupid shit instead of saying you know what just i just hope you i hope we made some content to you enjoy when you that's, that's when you go out and you say if you don't like this don't watch it and then people take you at your word you can't get mad at them you can't. but that's what these, yes. these that's what these gaslighting tool bags do they're like if you're white don't go see Wakanda forever. You should actually buy a ticket for a person of color and give it to them. Because what people of color can't buy their own tickets? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Wow, I'll, that is that I'll, is the the, yes. the 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 bigotry of low expectations on display. Or, or like the what's what school was that that had an all black showing of Black Panther? Oh, that would what be college. Uh, that was Berkeley, I do believe. That's that is sickening to me. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. That's disgusting. Yeah. And again, how hard is it to say? Yeah, when some what what do what do you say to people who criticize your your work for this that and the other? Well, I would love for them to go see it. I would you know and have that mm-hmm. discussion. Right. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. I know that you know everybody's not going to like everything we right. do. And I'm just hoping to reach the broadest audience as possible. Yeah. Why can't they say that? Because they're narcissists. Right. You know. What you know. What I say to that. Not today, death. Yes. <laughs> not today. Not today, death. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on because he's a fucking idiot. It's just like he used to be great. I loved his stand up. I loved his one man shows. Like I, I thought, you know, he he was a he was a very like pragmatic voice, and he has just like like Elijah Wood and and all these other idiots have Trump derangement syndrome, and it's just like, dude, you 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 got to get off social media, like. Whatever whatever medication your therapist has you on, probably get a new therapist. Take a walk, touch grass, go for a swim, something. You know, just anyway. <sighs> good times, good times. All right, so moving on to the next topic here. Um, so I, I think this movie's pronounced Tar, T-A-R. Um, oh, it's a T like with a little like um, accent Dude. over it. Tail. When you said Tar at first, I know that's a... Like some people understand when you said Tar, I was like the Tar Twenty One from Call of Duty, like <laughs> from back ten years ago, right? Like Modern Warfare Three or something like that, two or three. Yeah, so um, that's what I thought of when you first said that. Like what? Yeah. So anyway, so this movie's making a bunch of um, of waves because uh, I'm assuming this kid is black. Um, I mean, his name is Zethem. Zethphan. Z-E-T-H-P-H-A-N. How do you even say that? Zethphan? So. I don't know. Is it Ethan? (laughs) Is the Z silent? (laughs) Who knows? Anyway. um, But so this is a a movie based on um, a... uh, 
composer Linda Tarr, um, who it says here she began to come crumble under the weight of her own ego, ego and strained her personal relationships, all of which is essentially essential. Words are hard. That guy's name crapped me up. I can't talk. Um, <laughs> Just all, call him Z. All, yeah. All of which eventually result in her brutal fall from grace and subsequent Capcom-related step towards redemption. Um, okay. So in this scene, she is she's teaching and she's she's giving in a lecture, and this kid is playing Bach or something like that, and he complains that he can't play it because it's problematic because, you know, straight white male. Um, and then she goes on a tirade about how soft these kids are. And there's a, a uh, what is it, the uniformity of mediocrity or something is, is the, a phrase that she uses, which, which I thought was really, um, really cool. But then she, she asked these people, like, what should you be, when you, when you are conducting in an orchestra and they hand that orchestra their comment cards, what do you want them to rate you on? How good you are with the the stick, how good you are at controlling the tempo, or what color you are, or what race you are, or whatever, you know? And dude gets up and walks out at the end of the scene because he just is soft and filled with soy. Um, now, here's the thing. This is a an isolated clip from a two-ish hour long movie. So I'm, I'm not ready to say this is like an anti-woke, whatever it might not be woke it might be who knows like it could be like um something great like whiplash which i think is is probably the the best like music related film in the last 50 years followed closely by mr holland's opus i was about to say closely i was about to say that's on that's at the top of the list as well um but you know so so there's a big hubbub going around like certain parts of the internet right now here's what i have to say cave lanchette I don't think she makes her politics like super well known, which I think is the way to do it. She's one of the greatest female actor. Not no phrase. She's one of the greatest actors in the history of cinema. Yes, she and not like, just Galadriel, yeah. but she played Elizabeth in the oh, two just uh, Elizabeth movies. Whatever I mean, she's she is in, great. she's fantastic. She is great. Right? Just yes, she's a true the air of regality yes. that she carries when she's on screen. It's very difficult for. It's, it's very difficult to e- even try to uh, imitate. Right. Like she, right. and that's, that's what, that's what a great actor is. Like, even if the movie is not great, right. they are great the in their part. presence. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like here, let's just run through it real quick. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. She's the best part of the movie. Hands down. Uh, the Lord yes. of the Rings trilogy. She's great. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Elizabeth. Oh, yes. Amazing. Robin Hood. Yeah. When she plays Maiden Mirror. Yes. The talented yes. Mr. Ripley. Aviator. The Gift. Do you remember that one with Keanu Reeves? Yes. That was one of the other movies gift. I saw. Um, you know, uh, what was the one? It was just, oh, Don't Look Up. She was great in Don't Look Up. Um, Bandits uh, with her and missing. Billy Bob. Yeah. Her and she Billy Bob Thornton missing. and Bruce, Bruce Willis. Yeah, The Missing. Yeah. Um, you know, she she's fantastic. Like she's even like when she does her voice as, as Hiccup's mom in, in How to Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon stuff. You know, um, she she's a what? Oh, I said dragon. How to stuff, Train Your Dragon. Stuff. <laughs> Life Aquatic. She's amazing in Life Aquatic. Anyway, Eyes Wide Shut. That's a weird ass movie, but she's awesome in it. Um, 
you know, she is she is legitimately one of the greatest. Oh, Babel. If you have you ever, have you ever seen Babel with Brad Pitt? I've never seen Babel. You should definitely no. watch Babel. Um, she is one of the greatest actors in the history of cinema, hands down. She might be the best Maid Marian that's ever been on screen. Um, in Ridley Scott's really cool like take on Robin Hood. Um, oh, she was in Hannah. I still gotta watch that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that being said, like she is a great actor because she goes out there and she fucking slays. Right. Um, so I'm not ready to say like, oh, well, she's not into identity politics or this movie is not about identity politics. What, what this is, is this is someone who speaks common sense to mm-hmm. someone who's a fucking idiot who wants to who, who, who thinks that they don't stand on the shoulders of giants. And this, as you mentioned, that the, uh, this was a good scene. And as the. Zeth Z guy walks out and yeah. you know calls her a bitch and all that. Yeah. I love her reply. And you are a robot. I mean, unfortunately, the architect of your soul appears to be social media. Mm-hmm. And how many people does that encompass so in many. this world today? So many. Who they believe something because someone else told them. Mm-hmm. They they there's no the the lack of critical thought on stuff is is astounding. When you come to someone with the fact. When you come to someone and say, "What do you think Martin Luther King Jr. would say?" Yeah, or any of the, or it, not just him, but all the people that fought for civil rights would say to the shit that you're doing now. They would spit on you, because it's 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 an anathema to what they tried to do. It it is poison, and these so many of these people can't think that way. It's it's along the lines they. They're easily riled up because they're like sheep in mm-hmm. the sense of you know, somebody takes a carrot and points them in a direction and and they know and they know this. Uh, you know, that's why when you, people talk about politics, it's not being about voting for the issue. Right. It, right. You know, it, it's right. about you the just, culture. Yeah, it's about the cult, whichever cult you're a part of. Um, yeah. I, I do want to the, the last line, actually, after she tells him his soul is built by uh, social media, she says, do you want to dance the dance? You must service the composer. Um, you've got to sublimate yourself, your ego, and yes, your identity. You must, in fact, stand in front of the public and God and obliterate yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, great. obviously, I don't deliver that with the same level of, like, expertise that she would. And I, I, you know, I've, I've butchered or, what is or, probably an or, amazing line. Gravitas. Or, there we go. I didn't want to say it because it's <laughs> your word. I was restraint. <laughs> I was having restraint. <laughs> You blasphemous penultimate douchebag. <laughs> anyway, um, so no, like, but here's the thing: I love these kind of movies. Like, these are like the, the whole like yeah. musical like genre of of music, like behind the scenes. I, I love. So, um, this is definitely going to be a, a must watch. Um, I don't know if I'll go see it in the theater, but you know, um, yeah, I, I will definitely watch this. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Andor, um, Cassian Andor. Uh, so I, I shared a Prepare different article. Die. My name is Cassian Andor. You killed K2SO. Prepare to die. Oh my God. It's a giant tidal wave that's going to kill me from the Death Star. I guess I, I, am, pre- I am prepared to die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
So you had shared a different story with me, but I actually thought this mm. one was a little more engaging. Andor showrunner admits the show is chasing the audience after expecting to have a gigantic instantaneous audience. So Tony Gilroy spoke with Variety recently about this and asked how he felt the show was presented to the world. And, you know, he he's pleased with what they did. He thinks the material is great. Um, and he says, I think I was surprised. I thought the show would go the other way, that we would have a gigantic instantaneous audience that would just be everywhere, but it would take, um, but that it would take forever for non-Star Wars people or critics or my cohort of friends to get involved in the show. The opposite happened. We ended up with all the critics' praise, all the deep appreciation and understanding from really surprising number, from really surprising number of sources, and we're chasing the audience. Um, here's the problem is Andor, you had actors and actresses out there who were bashing fans. You had a, 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 a one of the female actors who plays, um, one of the, um, ISB agents saying, oh, well, she's really the best one and everyone else in the show is an idiot, especially the men. Yeah. So fuck you. I'm not going to watch it. And and that is the problem with people when they say, well, and there was someone like one lady who said something about Game of Thrones where or not Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. House of the Dragon. Yeah, it was the, and, the lady who played um, Alicent later. Oh, OK. Yeah. Alicent. It's it's almost like you lack imagination because you can't explain what your character represents without comparing it to something that it doesn't compare to mm-hmm. one this is a world a long time ago in a galaxy far far away we know this and all that but again when we we're talking about black panther earlier today when i was talking about andor in the sense because and again I, andor is not bad but the problem is when you when you screw up the goodwill that star wars has made over decades in a couple of years mm-hmm. they screwed up Good 40 years of goodwill in what five six years rogue one is considered by many people a great movie i am among them. yes rogue Absolutely. one is my third fourth favorite star wars movie um i love rogue one i do i love it i love rewatching it it's great it's it's the it's the dirty dozen star wars movie that none of us knew we wanted um you know but so talking about as why these numbers are so look are so low, it's like take a look again at these terrible numbers for Andor, six six hundred twenty four million watch minutes, and soak that in, um, Disney because you did this. Disney's animosity towards fans is exactly why they've received back, and even were uh, exactly what they've received back, and even worse, they've re- received back a wealth of apathy from the Star Wars fandom. They just don't care anymore. You see, it doesn't matter how good Andor is. And again, I understand a lot of people like the show and it's wonderful and one of the best Star Wars shows that they have made to this point. And that's great and I'm happy that those fans are enjoying it. I'm not here to take that away from you. I'm strictly here looking at the business side of things. I'm looking at the numbers and I'm reading the tea leaves and they are just flat bad for Star Wars right now. 100%. So take the, take like, you know, obviously like let's compare the terminal list to Andor because they're both military shows, right? Spies, espionage. Six hundred twenty-four million watch hours, right? For the terminal list? No, for or Andor. Andor. 
Okay. No, the, the um, I want to say, hold on, I want to, I want to get the exact number. Um, the terminal list did over over a billion, well over a billion, the first week mm-hmm. of watch hours. So forty five percent more, like it had forty five percent more watch hours, and it had less episodes. Yes, and and this is. And again, this is the problem where where Gilroy's talking about in this article. You would think that the audience, Star Wars has an audience that's baked in, unlike the Terminal List. Oh, I'm sorry. That was only for the first episode. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, yeah. And it gets worse from there. It goes down uh, tremendously. But, yeah. I mean, like, The Watcher, for example, um, seven episodes, uh, two and a half billion. and this is just from Netflix, Lord of the Rings, uh, 570 million, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's not, this is not great. I mean, heck the great British baking show gets a more. The midnight club, which is like a teen type show. Yeah. Got more. And, and again, this is, and again, this is not necessarily. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about what he said, so I can't say necessarily on Gilroy. But again, I'll tell you the, this... what the problem is: is people like me, who Star Wars is life, have given up on the brand until yes. until Kathleen Kennedy is gone. Much like my beloved UC Bearcats, when they had that horrible man Mick Cronin as the head coach. I'm so happy one of his players slept with his life wife. It made me so happy. My tear. Anyway, um, I, I'm done. I'm not watching any of this while Kathleen Kennedy is in charge. I don't trust it. Anyone who comes out here, like I have a guy on my Facebook feed who I don't even know how I end up friends with this person. I don't even know who they are. They're like, Andor's the greatest Star Wars thing that's ever happened. No, the greatest Star what? Wars thing that's ever happened is Star Wars. The first yes. Star Wars movie, Star Wars. Like everything else is a you know in homage to that i love empire strikes back i really do and i know a lot of people have that as their favorite star wars movie my favorite star wars movie is star wars followed by empire and i refuse to call it episode four and i refuse to call it a new hope yeah i this it yeah it's like i said you wrecked seven uh, like 40 plus years of goodwill in a matter in less than a decade in less than a decade you ruined it right and people like you and and hell people like me were i i went in assuming and the worst randor i usually try to go into a show or a movie either assuming the best or having you know my expectations level set at pretty much zero but i had negative expectations for this and i gotta say like i said earlier when we started the show it's not a bad show mm-hmm it's it, the first four episodes weren't exciting, and it, there was a lot of room for growth. But the reason that this show is not doing what they're what it's doing is, is because, like we said, you've alienated half your fan base by calling them ists, whatever it may be, because they don't they have a different opinion than you, and you demonize them. And then when they don't come turning up, you just turn up the vitriol on them because oh, these are haters, these are this, these are ists. 
And it's going to continue to be that way until someone who is intelligent, who has you know a business acumen intelligence, who has a creative intelligence, who has uh, emotional intelligence can say, okay, we can't do this anymore. Right. Because we've screwed over fans that have been Star Wars for all their lives. Mm -hmm. By being idiots and preaching, I don't buy Star Wars toys anymore. Ways. I don't buy no. Star Wars like just like chip clips anymore. You know, like I have Star Wars chip clips because you bought them for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I just don't, I don't buy that stuff. I don't, I don't buy a, a weekly Star Wars shirt every week now. You know, it's, it's just I don't even wear Star Wars stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. I have all these awesome shirts. I'm like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And and again, you know, this was all, and again, it's not like it, just, it wasn't because they made bad movies that, that let's get that out of the way that, that would, that's a small part of it. I like it's the, the force awakens. I like the force awakens. I like it. Yes, I do. Is it, is it a, is it a, a nice remake of star Wars? Sure. But I yeah. actually liked the movie. I liked where I thought the direction was going to go. And then yeah. Kathleen Kennedy brought in the worst director in Hollywood for a franchise that is not his own movie. Yes. Yes. And then yep. they expected Jar Jar Abrams to come in and fix it where he never should have been involved in the first place with any of it. He is a franchise killer. Look what he's done to Star Trek. Like... Because of Jar Jar Abrams, we've got, you know, the, this horrible Kelvin timeline. And then now we've got, because of his little butt buddy, Damon Lindelof, we've got this, this horrible Star Trek Discovery and Picard and Lower Decks, which is the reason I canceled Peacock, or not Peacock, um, Paramount Plus. Because it was so bad. I'm like, this is so offensive. I'm like, this is so offensively bad. Let me rephrase that. I wasn't unoffended by it. It was just bad. I was like, no, I'm good. Anyway. But yeah, so I mean, this this is the thing. They have the wrong, they have the wrong people in charge. And I do not believe that John Favreau and Dave Filoni are the answer either. Because John Favreau brought Robert Rodriguez in, and you saw what happened with Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. The, the one Mandalorian episode that, that Robert Rodriguez did with Boba Fett was 22 minutes of action. Actually, it was 19 minutes of action. And that was it. And that was a great episode because it was what it needed to be. But that is the best you're going to get from Robert Rodriguez at anything. If you give him more than 22 minutes of time, he's going to Robert Rodriguez it up. Well, this is the thing. It goes beyond that, too. Like you said, even if they can fix things, it's not going to be fixed. And right. the reason I say that, like you said, mentioned Kathleen Kennedy, you're going to need someone out front saying, trying to actively bring the fans back, saying, hey, we made mistakes. It, I don't know if they point, they need to point them out or not, but we made mistakes in the way we talk to the audience. We made mistakes in the way we the direction that we went. But they're not going to do that because they're too narcissistic to admit that they fucked up. And that they need to walk it back. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that's going to save it. Yes. For someone like me, I might, if, you, if, if I get three or four Star Wars shows in a row that are lights out, that might kind of woo me back a little bit. Right. One, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, and two, you know, there, there's always it, the rumors of like, oh, well, we're going to, uh, 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and reboot it. We're gonna take out the we're gonna take out the sequel trilogy. We're gonna use the world beyond yeah, worlds that's not gonna to happen. do this. It's not yeah. gonna happen, right? It's not gonna. And happen. And I mean, they're talking about Damon Lindelof doing a movie that takes place after the fall of Skywalker. Explain to me again how she's not Palpatine. Like in dialogue, yeah. he tells her, "If you strike me down, I'm going to inhabit you." Like, right? I'm going to possess you as a Sith ghost. She killed him. Mm-hmm. Someone else. They should have had Ben kill him, and then her kill Ben. Like that would have been the way to do that. But no. Uh, ugh. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about something we like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just I'm I'm, I'm yeah I'm kind of over this, and we're we're going a little long. Um, all right, Warrior Nun season two. We are talking episodes one and two. Um, Galatins six. Uh, chapter six or verse six, chapters four and five, Galatians, and what? They, it's like Galatians, Galatians. <laughs> and then Colossians. I know it's Collegians. Um, uh, verse three, chapters nine through ten. Um, both episodes were directed by Sarah Walker. The first episode was written by Simon Barry. The second episode was written by Amy Berg and Andrea, uh, Vasilio. Um, and let's just get this out of the way out of five angry demon nuns. What do you give this? I give it a, probably, I don't want, I don't think it's right now. And I'm trying to separate the first two episodes. The first two episodes. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to mentally separate because i'm i watched the first four oh. so the first two uh, i'll give it a 3.25 it was a there it's, it's going to be tough for me just because i've watched a couple uh, i'm going to try my best but like from what i've seen and what i can remember the first two episodes puts us right back in the mix except you know a couple months later mm-hmm and it, it 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 does a good job reintroducing us to the characters and where they are yeah while opening up more mystery yeah and so many more questions and and as as the as the first episodes three and four go same thing more questions so I gave it a four um I I one of the things I really like about this show is it's it this is a foreign show right this is this is a, a quote unquote yeah. foreign film um. I would not necessarily like I know the country of origin is the United States for this because of the comic book, but I don't think the comic book is even uh, American. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when is it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. Sorry. Um, this feels very much like, like, like a European, like a British show, right? Um, they're in Madrid. When we come back, there's like the whole cast of like Irish people and Madridians and whatever um Ava's slinging drinks at the bar Beatrice is being Beatrice like that's all we know right um mm-hmm. and you know like you said it's it's that whole that whole thing where they 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 kind of just get back into it like this is what's happened the OCS has uh has gone to ground because the Vatican betrayed them um, we had the, the, uh, the whole thing with, uh, how do you say the, the angel's name? Adriel? Adriel. Adriel. Yeah. So, well, they say Adriel, but so. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, so Adriel is like, 
out there like getting followers. People are making TikToks of them. People are learning. Nuns are learning how to do TikToks. I'm just going to kind of talk about both episodes interchangeably um, uh, because they, it felt like one episode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you've got that. You've got uh, Father Vincent showing back up. Um, You've got, like I said, uh, Beatrice and and Ava are together in in you know hiding um, because Beatrice is trying to train her how to use the halo better. Um, I liked that scene where the the little training scene. I would have liked to have seen maybe like four more minutes of that across both episodes. I would like to see her continually training um, because she is not very good with it. No, like this and- this is like. For an all-female cast, for the most part, this is the least woke woke show out there. Yeah, <laughs> she is not. She is you. She is definitely not a Mary Sue. No, and uh, no, absolutely not. And Alma Batista is great, or Baptista. Sorry, like I love her. Like, like her Ava, her as Ava is, is fantastic. I'm I'm such a huge fan of her. Yeah, I, I really like. And again, remember, I remember when it first came out. One, I did not the first few episodes. I did not like her and how she was, what she was doing. We disagreed that on that greatly, like, if you recall. But yeah, but it was it was true. She was a, I, she was selfish, mm-hmm. and she still is obstinate. And, she still but, is. Like, but this is the thing, though. You, and this goes to the, her not being a Mary Sue in that mm. sense of she felt like a person. She right. felt like a person who, for the first time in 10 years, was able to walk and do things for herself. Yes. And that came across. And she did not want she she got something she didn't ask for in right. the responsibility, what they were trying to put on her. Right. And that's why I loved her even more after she kind of like took that step and saying, this is not what I asked for, mm. but I'm going to do my best because of that. And I don't, for me, I don't know if I would still like her because I like the actress. I, I just like her charisma and everything. Mm-hmm. But as a character, that, like that initial, man, I, she is really annoying me. Uh, more, let me say that she annoyed me less than I didn't like her. Yeah. And I don't think if she didn't annoy me like that, I would have loved her as much as I do because she showed her faults. And too many, char- too many times characters don't, they don't do this with characters, yeah. especially female characters where right. they have faults. And, you know, they, they screw up or what have you. And that's one of the things I love about this show. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's it's the most anti-woke in the sense of not just because it's not identity politics overtly, but the fact of, of a female character that is strong mm-hmm. but can screw up. Uh, oh, yeah. And she screws up a lot. She screws up a so, lot. She's, she, is, she is not a, uh, you know, and, and she's very arrogant. <laughs> yeah. So, um I, I I liked I liked how they did the little tease with her and Beatrice there, like when they were drinking. Like it's like, oh wait, are they gonna make them go like a couple? And then no, like they're not. Yeah, like, yeah. It was a fun. Um, I have to say, in these first two episodes, I liked Lilith the best. Um, I love what we've gotten from L- Lilith. Lorena Andrea. Um, yeah. She one. She's gorgeous. She is just gorgeous yeah. it's like there's a regality about her that yes. i really like she's got she's got that like kate blanchett like regality thing yes right? absolutely and, yes. um yes, but that, that scene with her mom at like the bruce wayne dinner table from batman 89 where they're like at the far end of the table from each other and she's like oh, you can be as strong and as beautiful and as powerful as you want 
but you'll never be the warrior nun. <laughs> it's yeah. like, holy like, shit. Like, screw what? you, man. Um, so, I mean, this is obviously how she breaks bad. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, she's, and, and again, yeah. this is the, this is what I'm talking about with the questions. It's like, how did she get that? Like, what, what is that other side that, again, we talked about, we saw at the end of last season, and that's where I forgot the scientist where her son left, mm-hmm. went to. Right. And, you know, he's, he's trapped over there. Like, what is going on with this? And yeah. that, that, this is one of the things that really draws me in. I think why I gave it only a 3.25 is because for me, the first episode was a little disjointed and, uh, it, it just took it was something about it that just it, I, I won't say it didn't work for me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't smooth as I would like it to be, sure. especially coming off watching rewatching the first 10 episodes. So uh, over the last week and a half. Yeah. And I just but, watched the recap, the two minute recap mm-hmm. of season one. But I like I liked how disjointed it was because they are they're gone to ground. Right. They're in the it, they're which, in yeah. disarray. So like the um the third Hunger Games book. Right. She's got a concussion and it's a P.O book so like when when Katniss is making weird decisions it's because she's suffering from because they didn't put her in the concussion protocols they just put her back out on the field (laughs) right and so she's suffering from that and like that's like that's part of the reason why that character is off until she gets like you know like out of wooden you know whatever um and so like I like I liked the chaos in it I liked how they were like oh yeah no we're um we're 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 gonna we're just gonna not let them be normal and, and, and comfortable. Um, you know, seeing Sister Camilla with her machine gun back, that was awesome. I love her. I love her so much. Yeah. She's so great. Um, and Mother Superior. Um, what did you think about the new, the two new sects that we got here in the first two episodes? The uh, the Samaritans and then I forget what the other nuns um, sect was. Yeah. <sighs> That's TBD for me because I thought that that almost adds an element that is not necessary. Maybe one is good, but not the other. But again, it, it could turn out fine. Like so, again, I'm in season episode four, mm-hmm. and I'm still holding that that opinion that I'm not sure if either one or special, particularly both of them, are actually needed. But I'm only halfway through the season. If they, if something happens that, you know, as we go on in season two, that's like, oh, this is why this works with these two groups. Okay, that's fine. But for now, I'm just not, I'm not a huge fan of, especially yeah. the Samaritans. I, I just, I, I'm just not feeling it right now. Yeah. Warrior Nun season two has zero dollars for promotional budget. What the fuck? What Netflix? do you mean? There's this article from CBR, which take it with a grain of salt, but like, yeah, they're just saying that it, it's um, Warrior Nun is in the top three global for global viewership right now, despite the comic book show having no promotion budget. They haven't promoted it at all. Well, no, they didn't. It's. I mean, we knew it was it coming was like, back because we've been searching Google for well, months. I mean, that's Nun's what I was going to say back. for the last six months. Warrior <laughs> Nun. When's it coming back? What's going on with Warrior Nun? It's like, yeah, exactly. with heels too. Hey, stars, come on. Come on. Get it out. Throw something there. out here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, I, I just, I just, it was as I was looking through some stuff that popped up. Um, these, these, I, I, I felt like these two episodes were a great restart to the series, especially because it's been gone for two years. Yeah. Um, I think if you had come in and it was this very orderly, like, 
well-thought-out plan happening. People have been like, wait, did I miss something? What's happening here? And 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 I, I do think the fact that there's a very limited time jump helps the show. Um, I also think killing off all those nuns at the beginning of the second episode was a little weird. <laughs> that was another one of those things where I'm 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 waiting for the payoff for that. And and because it remind you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, the fanfic Buffy season seven. This will appease you, Brian. I've used fanfic season seven of Buffy where they killed like the first evil went to kill all the potentials in mm-hmm. the world. So there yeah. would be no Slayer. That's yeah. what that reminded me of when they yeah. when that scene happened. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't think of it because uh, I didn't think of it that way because I don't think of season seven. Um, that may or may not have happened in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so there's that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, no, I like it. I like the special effects. I like. Um, I liked, you know, um, Adriel. You know, I like the scene in the Vatican with Francesco. Man. Uh-huh. So I was watching it and Jess saw that scene. She was yeah. like, oh, I don't like this. Because <laughs> that was that was some hardcore, like, creep factor right there. So I'm, uh, I was raised Catholic. I'm not currently practicing Catholic. But I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still very Catholic. Like, I've, I've got, I'm, 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 I'm Irish and I'm Catholic. So there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of just guilt baked in there for a lot of things in my <laughs> life. Um, hey, Matt Murdock. <laughs> but I am very, you know, uh, I'll tell you this story after we're done recording. I don't want to put this out there. Um, anyway, I, uh, I, so like, I mean, I know, like, I know these, I know these Bible verses and I, I know, I know these, these, these angels and these names and, and, and things like that. And so, um, I really liked the blasphemy that happened in that scene in the Vatican where he basically put the Pope in his place. Um, after the Pope was like, he's a charlatan. Haven't you seen David Blaine? You know, like, and it's like, dude, you were there. You were there at the end of season one. This is everything that's yeah. wrong with your bullshit organization. Like, you can't just come out and be like, this happened. This is why it's bad. Do not follow this person or this being yeah. or whatever it is. Right. He will lead you down the wrong path. Instead, they do what they what what people in power do, and they circle the wagons and grasp so tight to their power that it slowly slips through their fingertips. Yep, and they grasp tighter and tighter right. and tighter. And, and then what they're left out with is nothing. Yeah, it, it, that scene almost reminded me of uh, the. Fellowship when no, it's Leia Gandalf... and Tarkin. It's the conversation yeah. between Leia and Tarkin. Well, no, what I'm saying is oh. like when, like how he did the voice thing when oh, Gandalf yeah. did that to Bilbo. When Bilbo oh, was like, yeah. "You want the ring for yourself?" It's like, don't, don't think I'm a conjurer of cheap tricks, little Hobbit. That's, what, that's what uh, Adriel mm-hmm. says. Like, dude, I got power. Yeah, <laughs> you better you respect my authority. He's like, I got skills. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm really I'm so fascinated by this world that they're building, and yeah. and again, up to four episodes, I still don't have any answers. I so that's that's a positive. You will be very proud of me because I got done watching episode two at about eight o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can watch all the way up until ten thirty, <laughs> and I did not. 
I stuck to what we well, talked about. So <laughs> yeah, this morning I almost started episode five, but I'm like, I don't want to con- con- yeah. confuse myself even See, more. Because normally, to... normally, dear listener, it's the other way around where I'm watched away yes, ahead of Daryl. So yeah, um, I, I did enjoy the text this week. Uh, how far in are you? I'm, I'm no episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> Zero episodes in. <laughs> I've been watching. I've, I've been watching Game of Thrones. I wanted to watch anything else. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna be done with this Game of Thrones rewatch, and I'm gonna have a, like just an emptiness in me. Oh man, I know it makes me sad too. Anyway, uh, all right. So this is definitely a show worth watching. Um, if they're not gonna promote it, we are. Uh, if you haven't watched episode or episode season one, it's 10 episodes. Season two is only eight, which is so much better because I can't even do 10 episodes of a show anymore. Remember Brian when it's like, rather have six episodes. we'll get, we'll get there. Don't worry. Um, remember when it's like, I can't do 22 episodes. I can do 16. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now like, yeah. And then, I, it, then it went to, I can't do 16. I can do 13. Now I can do 10. No, I can't do 10 anymore. I can, I can only can do, do eight. eight. Dude, I can't even imagine going to thir- twenty-two episode show. No. Ugh. I honestly, seriously, like I can watch like some like sitcom things where it's like, okay, if I I can like bust out like two episodes in an hour or three episodes in an hour, mm-hmm. really, when you think about like actual like viewing time. But yeah, I'm just I don't know. Ah, sorry. Um, no, it's good. I love it. I think. Um, I love it. it's a strong word. I really like it. I enjoy it. I, I like how it's it's definitely on a budget, but they they make the most of the budget they have. Um, mm-hmm. Like when she was running across the water, I mean, it's very obvious that they just put like a, a ramp underneath there, and they didn't try and yeah. CGI her, which I thought was was a, a really smart move. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, she's not like overly powerful, and I I don't know if this holds for the rest of the season but r.i.p shotgun mary yeah so we'll see um yeah we'll see i guess all right I, I, oh sorry go ahead no i was just saying i'm just glad to that it's back i am too yeah we can enjoy the next four i can enjoy the next four episodes and you know we'll <laughs> Get back with me next week on. Yeah, we'll do the second. We'll do the rest of the season next uh, next episode. But yeah, uh, all right. Well, Daryl has to get out. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great day, night, whatever, and we'll see you soon. Bye. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, 
whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.